0: Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today, once again, we're talking about memory with Janet, who has been on the show again, but before I introduce her, I just want you to know that I, some of you know, I've been having issues with my own memory, and so reading these articles has been really awesome. Some of the information I've already read and already know, but it's always nice to have it come back into the forefront again. So my co-host today is Janet Rich Pittman. She has been on the show before as a guest, and now she's doing a four-part series with me, and we're discussing certain articles about um aging and memory and so janet i'm so glad that you're you're back welcome back to the rocky retirement show
1: kathy thanks so much for having me it's so good to be with you and your viewers your listeners
0: Yeah, well, we're trying something new. Janet and I are looking at each other right now on a program called Zoom. And if it goes well, we will release that at the same time we release the podcast on YouTube. So if you want to see what we look like, if you want to see me um, fidgeting a lot, then head on over to the YouTube channel as well. So this article is called Is Your Memory Normal? It's not a Brand new article, but it's pretty good. Who wrote it? Let's see. Is that Cherie Berkeley? Looks like it. Yeah, wrote it and it's on WebMD. So what did you think about the article?
1: she She describes memory. She gives you three stages of memory. And and I always really learned four stages. And I, I really like my four stages better than her three stages. So
0: let's and, compare them. What is okay. her three and then tell us what your four is.
1: Her three are encoding, consolidation, and retrieval.
0: Okay, and
1: I mean that makes sense. When you encode something, that's what you take in, and then consolidated is when you 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 encode the information. She says you process it, so it gets stored in certain areas of your brain, and and then retrievals when you have you you recite the information, and so that that really is. That's good in a user-friendly nutshell form, but how I really like to describe memory, I give memory four stages or four divisions, and the first is yes, it, it's it, she, encoding. She says, but I call it sensory memory. Okay, it's when it's when you're you're experiencing something and you like, oh no, it's raining. Okay, I need to go inside, back inside, and get my raincoat. And where's my umbrella? That's 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 sensory memory because that affects what you're going to do the next time. And so you you use your sensory memory to to figure out your next again your next steps and okay. that turns into working memory. And working memory is okay, I've got the umbrella I really do need my raincoat, but it's so hot outside, but I'm just going to deal with it. And I'll turn on the air conditioner when I get in the car. And that's the working memory aspect in, in, in figuring out your process and how you're going to keep going. Okay. And, and based on, on what your, your priorities are in life based on what your immediate to do's are. And so that's, that's what you call working memory. Okay. Uh-huh. Now then that, that will take you into meeting somebody new or meeting a new Um, event or situation. Uh, You get in the car, there's road damage there. It's blocked away. You've got to figure out a new way to get to the air and you're running or, or you have a wreck or you visualize a wreck. Do I need to report that? That's your, again, your working memory. Okay. And then that, then, then it goes based on your experience from your working memory. You put that into two divisions. You either, you stick that in the short-term memory or you stick that in the long-term memory. Now, Really, short-term can can continue and build and go into the long-term memory. Um, but the short-term memory is also based on your emotions. And, oh, my gosh, there's my niece. My niece was in that car accident. I'm Ooh. stopping the car. I'm pulling over. And see, your complete day has been changed, right? right? Your, your focus now is in getting her to the hospital or making sure she's okay or doing whatever you need to do to finish the situation and get on with your normal day-to-day activities. Uh-huh. So that is how we, we did we push working memory into short term or long term memory. Okay. Now so so nothing happens, you move around the road construction, the cute guys or directing traffic and that's a cute little girl and oh and too many people in this project maybe or you you know you, you have your little tidbits you're talking to yourself about the road construction and then you get on with your day and, and so, so those are the
0: four stages that you're talking so you're not
1: about? yeah so you're not going to really remember anything about I mean you might remember the cute little girl or the handsome little fellow directing traffic but you're not going to remember exactly what street it was on right but but you know what if it's your niece You'll and she's remember. in the wreck you're going to remember that right you see so you see how it kind of separates into the short term mm-hmm. memory or the long term memory and you know what if you're that afternoon or the next day and you're talking and say with your neighbors oh did you experience that did road you experience that road construction right and you're going to say you know i did and so then that's when your working memory comes back into play right and and based on what your conversation is going to be with your neighbor you're going to make a decision. Do I really need to keep remembering that? Or in subconsciously, you're making that decision, right? And so, those are the four concepts, really, of 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 my how I view memory. Yeah, it's a little I, bit
0: different than hers.
1: Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit different. You know, and something I too want to make our listeners and viewers aware of is when she talks about consolidation. Right. You know, consolidate. Many people don't realize this, but sleep is so important because sleep is when you consolidate your memories.
0: And you wash when, your
1: brain, right? That's exactly right. Your, gl, your glymphatic system goes into play. And in stage four, you have, we have five stages of sleep. And in stage four is when your glymphatic system heats into gear. And that you replay all the events of the day before. And and that's when you say, you know, that car wreck wasn't that important or, oh my gosh, that car wreck was incredibly important because my niece was in it and right. God love her, you know, and so that's your sleep. Sleep helps you get rid of your memories and consolidate your memories and make, make them important. And then over time, say so two months down the road and say your niece broke her leg and she's in therapy and so you're having to ferry her back and forth for therapy because she can't drive because she broke her leg then you continue to play that memory. And so that working memory will be etched into long-term memory.
0: Hmm.
1: 20 years down the road, if nothing happened to your niece and she just had a, um, just a, a couple of bruises and everything you know that it might be hard to remember that memory might not be consolidated strongly enough in your long-term memory and so 20 right. years later you're talking hey aunt aunt janet do you remember the time when i was in that that wreck and you came and helped me right and you're like well
0: do i what i don't remember that you know you mm-hmm. could remember it you could not remember it. Right. it just depends and it's completely fine if you don't remember it and that's what the article's about is your memory normal
1: Right. That's I always exactly used right.
0: to. I always used to, and I still do. I use the um, the analogy of and maybe this is wrong, but I heard this somewhere. It just sticks. Is if you can't find your keys, that's normal. But if you find them in the refrigerator, that's not normal. That's that that's exactly. could be dementia. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. I hope now, I don't find my keys in the refrigerator. That would be. But bad. you
1: know what, though, Kathy let's just say you do okay the reason why you found them in the refrigerator is because of course you've lost them and you're looking for them but you didn't go to the refrigerator to look right you went to the refrigerator because you needed a glass of green tea right Right. Or, or, or a glass of iced coffee and then you find them there and the reason why they're there probably is because you are going 90 to nothing and you didn't concentrate on where to, you, you're putting your keys. You didn't concentrate on having to put all the groceries into the refrigerator and you're not keeping up with what's happening about you. Hmm. And that's, that's really not a indication of dementia percolating. That's an indication that you're not concentrating oh. and you're not, you're not honing in. Now, if your daughter or your neighbor finds your keys in the refrigerator and y'all have spent the last two days looking, then Yeah maybe if somebody else finds them that may be something to to consider because right. see you're not going back to the refrigerator um for your normal day-to-day activities right so well
0: so they that, just that, use that, that as an example that right if you if it's really really out of place then that might be a sign of dementia
1: that's exactly but right
0: otherwise just misplacing your keys is not a that's not a sign of right. dementia so, right, right. the um, the writer of this article was talking about how time, just like you just said, you were talking about how your niece, you know, theoretical, your niece had the accident, you helped her, but then 20 years later, the niece was talking about it and you couldn't remember it. Right. That's because so much time has gone by. It's not traumatic for you anymore. It's going to be more traumatic for the niece because she remembers being in the hospital. Right? That's
1: exactly right. Yes.
0: Exactly. So, we're more likely to remember things about ourselves than other people, y-
1: yes. And how it affects you, how it emotionally—I won't say damage, but how it emotionally scars you. Right. You know, you can have a, a healthy scar, right? And you can have a a, a difficult, damaging type scar. Mm-hmm. So y- it affects you emotionally. So so when you when you couple emotion with your memories, that really helps with the sh- with the short term memory encoding it in, in, into short term memory, and then eventually encoding it into long term memory.
0: I bet that that is why dementia patients do better remembering things when you when you pair it with the music of their time. You know, like, have you seen those um, videos of the dementia patients that are just sitting kind of with their heads down, and then you turn on some music of their time, and they perk up, and they start talking. Like, I forget the name of it, um, but there was a, a whole... I don't know, study or something where they put headphones on people that didn't talk and they, all of a sudden they were talking about their past, you know, and I think it's because when you're younger, when it's the, the like my time is the 80s, when it's your time, you're remembering like the first puppy love that you had, you're remembering all the friends that you, I mean, high school is kind of a time that we all remember either very, very fondly or not so fondly but we all remember our high school years and that's music comes along with that
1: what do you that's think right yes yes i think you're exactly right and two it happened when you you know you don't fully finish developing your brain until you're age 26 26 is the ballpark it runs anywhere from 25 to 28 but 26 is the ballpark uh, excuse me is the is the average and so when you're developing your brain, combat combining that with the emotion and the emotion com- coupled with that music that you heard, or maybe a piece of art that really inspired you, that consolidates your memory. That's exactly right, and really hones it in in for long term memory. Hmm. And you know, it's um, con- continuing along the lines of the music. And know my grandmother, she had a frontal temporal dementia hmm. before the word dementia was even talked about. Right? This is in twenty. 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Um, but you know, she could not remember my name, but mm. she she could remember how to play cards. She remembered that I didn't know how to play a certain a couple of cards. She knew I didn't know how to play bridge, but so I could she play gymbo She remembered or, you right,
0: but she didn't know my name. Well, my and mom so, sometimes calls me by my sister's name.
1: Yeah. But she knows so the, who I am. <laughs>
0: and that's right,
1: because of the the emotion that she has invested in you. That's exactly right. You see.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's okay. It is sometimes it's hard to know. Oh, is this normal? Is it not normal? Especially as we all get older, you know. I think a lot of us are like, "Ooh, is this is this normal, or am I getting dementia? Am I getting Alzheimer's?" That is so scary to think that we might be getting Alzheimer's because a lot of us, many of us, have seen what happens right when and- someone gets it.
1: And as a dementia, a former dementia administrator and dementia practitioner, I've lived it. Not only lived it with my family, but I've lived it with all my patients. And um, that's why I do what I do now, Kathy. That's why I go out and speak and all my writings that are available on my website is because it can be prevented and dementia can be reversed. And people don't know, people don't understand that you can fight aging and you can, you can not when i mean we're all going to get gray hair we're all going to get wrinkles right we're all going to be a little slower than we were 20 or 30 40 years ago but by golly we can be as sharp and as vibrant and and as intellect have the intellect that we did when we were 20 or 30 years ago and we just got to know how to play the aging game and that's what i do is i try I, i speak and i write on how to age successfully how to beat dementia
0: yeah, that's why I thought you'd be a, a great ho- co-host. Okay, so let's go to what she says are other causes of memory loss. Now, we know that there's other causes than what she's listed, but she says the first one is uh, stress and anxiety, and then ADHD, yeah. I didn't even think of that, depression, metabolic diseases such as thyroid, gland disease, diabetes, lung, liver, kidney failure, etc., alcoholism, well, I can kind of understand alcoholism. I mean, if you're if you're drunk, you're probably not going to remember everything that happens. But vitamin B12 deficiency, I never even yeah. heard of that. Infections and then drugs. Now, the Rocky Retirement Show episode 101 with Dr. Camille Newton, we talked about this extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I can talk about this too, but for the listener, if you're interested in many of the drugs that cause dementia just go back and listen to episode 101. So what do you think about this list that she went through? It's
1: right on. It really is right on. And we can go down each of them if you would like, but sure. what really what really stands out for me that most people don't realize is 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 not only alcoholism but just heavy consumption of alcohol. You know, being like if you have two or three glasses a night. You might not get tipsy. You might not get inebriated, but golly Pete, you have all that sugar right. and all that, the alcohol in your brain every night that your brain has to fight off and get rid of your brain just gets tired. It just has a hard time purging all the alcohol and the sugar and, and, and sugar. People don't think about it, but sugar is a main contributing factor with drinking alcohol. So I mean, it's, it's not
0: just necessarily the alcohol; it's the sugar in the alcohol that's the problem.
1: It's both; it's the synergy of both, hmm. it's a, and people don't really realize that. People don't really see alcohol as, as a, a concept or a factor of sugar, and 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 that's really especially true with wine. What's really true with different types of alcoholism is, excuse me, alcohol is bourbon,
0: bourbon, and
1: and whiskey because those you, are
0: sweet. Right, they and there
1: and bourbon is from what corn and whiskey is from grain from barley, uh-huh. right? And these both have gluten in them, not as much as wheat does, but nonetheless they have gluten in them, and it's just it's just damaging for your overall digestive system, um, as well as sugar. It's a simple carb, and simple carbs turn to fat, and it's just. Sugar is a problem with all alcohol, and so people ask me, "Well, well, okay, well, if that's the case, well, what what alcohol? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not yeah, gonna drink. What's the I'm best alcohol? Drink. Yeah, well, the best alcohol is if you can find wine that doesn't have any additives in it. So if you can find wine with no additional sulfites, a sulfites a toxin. It's naturally occurring in the wine, of course, but many wineries add additional sulfites to the wine why? as a preservative. As a preservative, is
0: that why people get headaches?
1: Yeah. Big time, big time. Yeah. So, so if you could, if you can find a wine or a winery that does not add sugar and does not add additional sulfites, they're hard to find because you know you want your wine to be on the shelf for 20, 15, 5, 10 years, however long you know you, your winemaker wants the wine on the shelf.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so that's a problem. And then the second problem is, of course, we said the sugar, the sulfites, but if you want an alcohol people say well, well I i I need an no alcohol I don't want to just drink one so right. my suggestion would be no vodka right because vodka's what? from potato yeah vodka's from potatoes or from from different I I think they do make a vodka from a brain. Okay
0: what about rum
1: Sugar rum, rum. is a is fermented sugar what's so that's of? totally off that's
0: totally off the what, list what's rum made out of Sugar Oh, it's made that, out of sugar. Yeah, it's made out of sugar. It's kind oh. of cane sugar. Yeah, cane sugar. So, really, wait, you just take sugar and you can make rum with sugar? Well, well yeah, you ferment it, you know, you boil it down. I did why not do you know think, that. Why I do you th- think rum comes from the Caribbean? That's I what didn't they grow know. in the Caribbean. Yay! I love I, That's what I drink usually. Okay, so then okay. my next guess. All right. Tequila? Yes. Tequila yes. makes me crazy. It yeah, well, just makes me crazy. So, well, okay, tequila is
1: te- the best drink. Well, there're two. There're two that are relatively good. So so tequila is good. Now why is tequila good? Because it's made out of the agave plant. Right. Okay, now but you got to be careful when you are looking for an alcohol. You got to make sure it's made from 100% agave, right? They add all these different crazy additives to make tequila taste the way they want right. it to taste or whatever. So make sure it's from 100% agave. It's 100% agave tequila. All right. So that's the first alcohol that's that's the best. All right. What's the next one?
0: I'm trying to think. Okay, well, so. I'll give
1: you I'll give you a hint. It's it's clear in color, just it's, like tequila or vodka. I know. Vodka rum. Uh, no. Oh, oh, not the. Uh, yeah, gin. Ugh, no. <laughs> well, why is gin so good? Well, it's because again, it's from the juniper berry, right? So, but you want to make sure it's a hundred percent berry and not all the crazy additives. And, Even and when I hard. have a
0: martini, I tell them hold the gin. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have vodka martinis huh i do that made yeah. completely with sugar right no wait vodka is made with with grains and potatoes grains and yeah, potatoes. potatoes yeah it's funny i different. don't eat grains or potatoes but I. you like vodka well my drink of choice when i'm drinking is uh, you're gonna kill me here because two bad things rum and diet coke when I those have are, a drink, that's what I have. Those are awful. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I said that because we've had this conversation yeah. on the last episode. Or red wine, you know, those nope. are those are the two things that I, if I'm drinking, I'll have either a glass of red wine or a uh, rum and. It's usually Captain Morgan and diet. <laughs> mm. No, red wine is good. I mean, it's not great, but it's
1: it's good. It's okay. Um, just as long as you don't have more than two glasses. Oh, no, 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 make, no. Make, one. Make sure. You, yeah, good. Exactly. Now, let's just qualify. Make sure that one is not 16 ounces. It's <laughs> 16 or 24. That's right. Ounces. It's a giant
0: glass of rum. <laughs> no, no. Um. So on the last flight that I was on, it was a very long flight. It was, I don't know. If, it was from one, one coast to the other. I had them bring me a, because we were in the upgraded, um. Not, comfort class? Yeah, comfort class. So we we're in, And mm-hmm. they have drinks there, and she asked me what I wanted. And I told her I wanted an, an entire can of Coke and a shot of rum. And um, so I poured that in my can. I, I have a drink container that I mm-hmm. use for the people who are watching this on video. This is what it looks like. So I just poured it all in there. Because usually they'll give you a little tiny glass,
1: right?
0: and they'll give you a shot. And I just... I can't drink that. I'll get drunk. <laughs> you know? So it took me the whole flight to drink that whole thing. In fact, I didn't even finish it. I guess, according to you, I just should ask for a shot of a shot of tequila. <laughs> I've been done with it. Well, but, you know, make your make your shot
1: last. Right. So tequila on the rocks. Mm-hmm. No, not not um, in a margarita. That's really yeah, bad for you. That's really bad for you. I mean, you can have a skinny margarita with some lime and maybe some club soda, some sparkling soda. That could be a skinny margarita, right? Make sure it's 100% agave though. So, so those are okay. Um, I just like, if I'm going to drink, I'm going to have tequila, but you know, tequila is a beachy drink, right? It's a summery drink. Yes, it is. It's, so for, for the winter time, if you maybe want to just, and gin is too, to some degree, but not as much as tequila, but if you can just maybe just do red wine during the winter months. What about white wine? wine?
0: What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, white wine's okay. But see, well, the reason why red wine is so much better than white wine is because red wine is made with the skins of the grape, right? So you can have you can have white wine out of red grapes. You, they just don't use the skin, right? right? The skin is what makes the color of the grape. The excuse me, skin of the grape is what makes the color right. of the wine. I knew what you meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so in the, and there are lots of antioxidants in the skin if anything, of anything really,
0: right of any kind of fruit or vegetable,'s the skin where most of the nutrients are right right well, and the seeds and skin the, and the, the seeds. and the
1: seeds right but the the seeds make the wine taste very bitter, and so um seeds are not you know, I don't have a onophile degree from u c Davis, but I was accepted, but I, I never got that i never got that degree um but nonetheless. You know, many wine wine makers do not use seeds um, when they're making their wine. So consequently, to get the benefits, antioxidant benefits from grape seeds, you would use the supplement.
0: Right. Grape seed oil. I know what you're talking about. Resveratrol. The stuff that makes your eyes good or your prostate for men, whatever. I know what you're talking about. Resveratrol. Yeah. Yeah. We'll post the name of that in the show notes. (laughs) We'll post that. Um Okay. So that is alcohol. What about um, vitamin right. B12? Have you heard of that?
1: Yeah. You know, vitamin B12 is water-based. So it's very, the absorption for B12 is very hard. Um, Cause you know, every cell in our body is, is encapsulated. It's, is what do you call it? Outlined, if you will, uh-huh. by a very thin micro thin layer of oil. So it's very hard to get water-based nutrients through that oil. You know, mixing oil and water is that same concept. And so that's why you have to have insulin. Insulin helps get your nutrients into your cells. And it's just very hard to get B12 into hmm. your cells. And so that's why you want to eat food with a lot of B12. And and those are good brain foods. Of, of course, a number of vegetables, but also fish and um, chicken. chicken. Chicken is good. Is yeah chicken mm-hmm. and um eggs eggs have good b12 and choline so you want to look for for foods that have good b12 you want to eat those foods that have b12 instead of just popping a b12 pill because right. it's going to be hard to absorb that b12 pill now the way i get around it is you know you and i are always on the go night and I eat nothing and so so eating is hard and having a well-rounded meal is, is sometimes hard for me so i I'm, I'm i do heavy supplements and i do take a good b vitamin and I make sure every time, not not so much in the morning because I'm a good morning eater, but at mm-hmm. night I'm not a good night eater. And so I'll take my nighttime supplements with a tablespoon of coconut oil mm-hmm. or a tablespoon of olive oil. And it doesn't have to be extra virgin. All, just regular olive oil is fine. And that helps the absorption, helps oh. your absorption for good your water, know. for your water supplements.
0: That's good to know. You know, I started putting our daily vitamin in our shakes. So at night, less and I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I make my own almond milk. And yes,
1: we did talk about that. And the additives in almond milk. Yes, right. we did.
0: And so I make a shake for dinner because if I drink a shake in the morning, like most people, I'm hungry all day. I don't know what it is, whatever. But if I drink a shake at night, I'm fine. Like I'm not hungry, I can go to bed fine, it doesn't amp me, you know, it doesn't, uh, the sugar in the shake doesn't amp me up. And um, when I take a vitamin pill, I get nauseous. And so I have a hard time taking, you know, just your standard vitamins. I take other supplements as well that don't make me nauseous. So I started throwing two of those vitamins into the shake. I have a really high speed blender, so it it blends up and I don't get nauseous now and I'm getting the vitamins. My husband's getting the vitamins as well. And then we have, you know, all the other things that I add to it as well. So, and the reason why you get nauseous
1: is because you're, you don't have the correct receptors. It's not just you. It's in general. It's people in general. Our receptors to absorb all the nutrients aren't active. And mm. so if if we, and it's just like it's being hit by a tidal wave. I mean, you've got to have some calming effects going on and you've got to have to, to calm the seas. You need something to calm down it's a soft type food or just a regular food any kind of food you shouldn't eat hard foods but um you know good good soft gentle food will help with that absorption and get your receptor cells and unentangled untangled and all receptive to get your absorption going it's funny
0: though if i just take the vitamin with my shake i still get nauseous really but if i grind it up in the shake (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's the fillers or whatever's holding it together that makes me, I don't know, but I do have a problem. So that's what I do. I just grind it up inside my shake and then I don't have to worry about it. All right. Let me make a suggestion
1: in regard to getting nauseous. If you take it with your shake, you see your shake is all you've already activated part of the digestion process. You've already broken down those nutrients in the shake. And so now when you consume your shake and then your vitamin well your shake just passes right on through your digestive system and the vitamins and your vitamin stays there. right sitting there exactly this is sitting there so, so that's why so see when you when you when you blend up the vitamin with your other items you've kind of helped get that digestive going so that right. that makes that
0: makes perfect sense yep so that's what i do i don't know if we have time to talk about the drugs do you want to just mention and we only have a, like five seven more minutes left um, are there any in particular that you are concerned about? The, uh, many of
1: the over-the-counter drugs have a filler in them. And part of that filler is aluminum because aluminum is, oh. an, emulsa, um, aluminum is an emulsifier, right? Um, um, it, emulsifier is something that holds something together. And so so when you take a capsule, you've got, uh, so you have to have something to hold that capsule in place and make it hard right well aluminum does that i didn't know
0: they use that in capsules and that's been proven aluminum's been proven to cause dementia yes
1: and so even it even it keeps syrups emulsified keeps syrups from you know prevents them from separating like if you take malox or or any of the the, the over-the-counter pepto-bismol etc i mean it's going to have aluminum to keep it to keep it together tack to keep it together i would just
0: shake it up there's so the no problem with shaking well, it up.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're we're in a
1: convenient society, right? We are, and we don't and like the way it looks. When right? It's separated. If it separated right? If it's separated, something's wrong. We think. Right? So, right. so that's my concern about many medicines is that they are they are loaded with toxins. Wow. That, that's my number one concern, and my number two concern is, um, his name escapes me. It's a doctor out of Arizona. Ed Group, I think I believe his name is Ed Group. I have to, I can, we will post him too. I have to go get my 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 names together, but you know, I was listening to one of his lectures, and he said, you know, when I was in med student, here I am studying to be a cardiologist. That's what I wanted to do, and and so a professor came to me and said, I don't know what you're studying this for because medicines don't do anything for you. He's like, what do you mean? What? Of course they do, but things for you. And so the teacher said. Well, you take these medicines and you tell me exactly what they do. And so he did. He was, he was a math genius, Dr. Grip, and he is still. And he, he, he digested what the, what the medicines do. And they stop, prevent, alienate. They don't really help certain concepts or certain functions of your body. Um, And so he's like, well, what's the whole point? I mean, you want to get better. You don't want to stop enzymes from producing. You want to help them produce. And so he's like, you know, he said that point forward, he said that I changed my medical concentration and I did not go into cardiology. He said that he said, I can remember it to this day sitting in that library chair. And he said, I decided that I was going to go be a general practitioner and I was going to really work on medicines and really wow. work against medicines. And so, so medicines are, are tricky. I mean, you've got to be really careful. And, and the best, let me tell you the best medicine, Kathy, the best medicine is food. Food. I knew you were going yes. to say that. Yes. The best medicine is food. You've got to eat right, eat clean and eat right. And pending on, Depending on your deficiencies and depending on your needs, your bi- biological needs, you can eat more of a certain type of food until you can get your
0: balance back in order. But the whole that's concept, so hard because I just want to eat cookies and Coke all day.
1: Because we live in a convenient society right. and we, we live in a society that thrives on addiction, right? Sugar is the best ch- ch- drug so of choice addictive. for everybody. Yes. I mean, everybody is nearly addicted to sugar. So that's just the society we live in and so we but let's let's realize that so that we can make some changes and fight it and be our own person and not the tv producers or the tv commercials who are who are hyping up the sugar I foods know. right let's let's so we can control our aging control our our body control the way we progress and and become better and healthier that is control so control health
0: control our health right yes and you know the next part of the article talks about The fact that only one third of our um, aging of brain aging is genetic, which means that we have two thirds to work with that we can change. We can change how our brain works. We've, you can't, you don't, you don't necessarily, just because your, your mom and your grandma and your great grandma had dementia doesn't mean that you have to get it.
1: That's exactly right just because right it's not in stone you can control if you turn on or turn off your genes and if you have a history of cancer well okay fine but let's figure out what that cancer is and why that cancer those cancer genes were turned on and let's prevent it from happening and the same with same concept with dementia and alzheimers absolutely you just because you have certain genes does not mean it's in stone that you're going to be like your ancestors or like right. your generation or two before you and so I, and you know what Kathy I, just real quick, I'm a perfect example of that. Um, my mother has, a, she's a bad migraineur. That's a person who suffers from severe migraine headaches. Oh, no. And my aunt was too, my great, she's my great aunt was too. And so it's supposed to skip generations and it's supposed to skip um, family connections, family lineage. But I, But I didn't, I, I was a sugar addict and the sugar, because I was a sugar addict years ago, that, that turned on my, my Mm. migraine gene. And so I became a migraineur at the age of 30. I mean, you know, that's something you grow up with is being a migraineur. And so, um, but I nipped that in the bud and so sugar is my problem and I've, I've messed up my, my dopamine and my serotonin receptors. And so I've just got to keep them in balance and the way I keep them in balance and prevent migraine headaches and so I don't have migraine headaches is sugar.
0: Yes. Sugar so you can is, turn on or off your genes, absolutely. But you know, maybe we should do another episode later on sugar because sugar is so hard to beat. I mean, it is everywhere. You do not realize how much sugar is in our diets until you try to cut it out and it, just cutting it out of your, you know, not adding sugar to things, you are still getting a ton of sugar. You're exactly right. Everything. Things you wouldn't even think of like, I don't know, name some random thing like mustard. I mean, it's definitely in ketchup because my husband and I read labels now. And it's it's just – and it comes in all different kinds of names. It doesn't just say sugar. There's all kinds of names for it. Anyway, so you can do things. Now, the article at the end – Gives us a list of things that are kind of normal. And of course, there are things that we can do, but things that are normal and then things, if you notice them, you should go see a doctor. So do you want to talk about that before? I mean, we're already a little bit over time, so we'll have to be, we'll have to be fast.
1: (laughs) Really, my overall concept is when you know you've forgotten, when you've forgotten, and you know you've forgotten, you've still got it. But if you don't remember, you forgot. Right. But when you forget and you don't remember that you forget, you're losing it. You have a problem. And and so, right. And so you kind of can know, you know, you have this talk with yourself, you know, when you're losing it and when you're slipping. And so you've just got to be in a position not to let it happen. You've got to be in a position to put your foot down and say, by golly, Pete, I am going to beat this. I can reverse this. I've got to get a handle on this. And you know what? That's when you go out and get help. That's when you go out and, and... have other people that have beat it and who know what's going on, not some doctor who's going to give you a prescription. I want you to come back in six months, you see? So, so that's the concept about when, when do you see the doctor is well, when you forgot and you really don't remember that you've forgotten and somebody has to gauge you and nudge you and say, you know, you really might want to think you're slipping a little bit and pay, and, you know, children usually do that. So when your children are talking to you about that, you might want to, Really hone in and and pay attention and, and see exactly what they're saying.
0: It's hard, though, because when your memory is slipping and somebody points that out to you, you already know it. And so it makes you mad when somebody... I mean, like, for example, there was this couple who was getting on the plane. I think he probably has Alzheimer's. And the wife probably is getting tired of him yelling at her, so she just lets him do what he what he wants. But he was definitely holding up the plane. He, they pre-boarded, which they should have done, but then he was struggling with the bags. He didn't want anybody to help him, and th- that probably took, I don't know, at least five minutes, which doesn't seem like that much time, but when you're getting on a plane and you're waiting, it, it is a lot. And then the plane was about halfway boarded, and he got up, started getting some stuff out of the the overhead where he had put it, and was holding up the plane again. And the wife was like, "Honey, you know, can you just bring that in here and look?" And he says, "I know, I'm holding up the plane." So when when you know that you for, that that there's a problem with your memory, and somebody remember. Re- remind you of that it can be very stressful
1: and 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 degrading as well i mean you you know you okay yes i'm losing it but what the heck am i going to do about it and don't treat me like a child right
0: right right you're treating me like a child and i'm not a child i (laughs) i know what i'm doing right it's hard especially if that's coming from your kids right or your wife or husband that's
1: why don't let it don't let them come to you you take the you take control you take the rope by the horn the bull by the horns mm-hmm. right and lasso them down and take take control of your of your brain and your thoughts and your aging
0: right well this has been really fun thank you for coming on the show again
1: well I've enjoyed it so much kathy it's always a good always a pleasure to be with you and your listeners and viewers and hopefully we'll be having this on youtube and People can see us and that'd be great. Yeah, we'll have additional information on the bottom of our recording,
0: right? Absolutely, and we'll have it at the show notes too. So, um, if you go to rockyretirement.com and don't forget to to go to episode what did I say it was? 101, I think
1: 101, yeah, 101 with the medicines.
0: That's right, and you can um, listen to how some of these very, very common medicines, and it's not just about the aluminum, that medicines themselves can cause uh, dementia-like symptoms. So thank you so much, listener, for watching and listening to this week's episode. And we'll see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Bye. Oh, wait. I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rock Your Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show. Uh, when he decided to leave podcasting number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review, whatever podcast app you're listening to,